Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. This is an apostrophe podcast production. For the second Christmas in a row, many of us this holiday may be on our own again. At the time this episode originally aired in March of 2021, the holiday season seemed far away. But here we are once more. We explored in this episode what we can learn from children who have, in real life and in fiction, been left on their own. Some abandoned deliberately, others by circumstances. In the end, they learn how to survive on their own without others around them. And through them, we have something to learn, as we have all had to figure that out in different ways throughout the pandemic. The holiday traditions remain, even if we are far away from those we want to be with. I'll be watching Home Alone with my brother, who is on the other side of the world. It will be very warm where he is right now. And for us, here on the west coast of Canada, there is always, hopefully, the chance of snow. Wherever you are, whatever you do this season, we hope you are safe and well. And from all of us at Alone Together, Happy Holidays. Here's one little question that has no simple answer. How does being alone bring us closer? My name is Peg Fong. I'm a journalist and an educator. Come join me as we explore loneliness together. Imagine waking up one morning to discover you are entirely alone. Everyone else in your home has disappeared. You look out the window. The streets are empty. No cars on the road. No planes overhead. 
shops are abandoned, schools are deserted, buildings completely vacant, no phone reception, no internet connection, no electricity, no television or radio. It is silent and eerie, lonely. You are alone on an island with no one else, and there's no way out. Now imagine if all this was happening and you are a child. Put a child in a situation where they have to rely on themselves. The world outside is threatening. But by ingenuity and courage, these children who have been left on their own are able to survive. Sometimes an animal, usually a dog, appears out of nowhere and becomes a trusted companion. The theme of abandoned children has been used in books, in movies, and in television. But as many things in fiction, themes and topics have their origins in real life. In 1988, in Tokyo, Japan, four children were discovered to have been left on their own for months by their mother. Three of them weren't even registered to have existed. The oldest boy who was left in charge with the few hundred dollars the mother left with him was 14. The youngest was under two. There was no father in the picture. Police showed up only after a call from the landlord to complain that the rent hadn't been paid in almost half a year. The discovery of these abandoned children became known in Japan as the Affair of the Abandoned Children of Nishi Sugamo. After half a year of being on their own, the children were found severely malnourished. One of them, the two-year-old toddler, had been killed by friends of the oldest child. Her body was buried in the woods by her older brother. When children are left to fend for themselves, as discovered from the affair of the abandoned children, it seems there are some set reactions. We might think, on one hand, that as an adult, if I had seen this, I would have intervened. My eyes would have been sharp enough to notice if children were wandering around without any supervision. Another reaction could be condemnation for the absent parent. Or we blame modern-day urban living as the reason why children are forgotten about, invisible to the grown-up eye. The anonymity of big cities allows children to exist on the margins. The structural fault lies horizontally with apartment buildings designed to reduce human interactions. When we become adults, our aloneness is something we, more often than not, have control over. But that power isn't there for children and teenagers. Their aloneness and abandonment is imposed on them, and they have to find courage and strength from within. Every day, a habit that began when she was young, Daniela Contreras Perez Sosa, reads at least one children's book. As a grown-up, it's part of her job as a college instructor in the Department of Hispanic Studies at the University of Kentucky, where she specializes in teaching children's literature. It's a busy job, a fulfilling one, and for her, the reading and the teaching keeps her so preoccupied that she sometimes procrastinates doing what she should, writing her doctoral dissertation. 
Her busyness is also helping Daniela not think too much about her situation. She is stranded, unable to go home to her family in Venezuela. But as busy as Daniela is, not a day goes by when she's able to forget that she is away from those who mean the most to her. There are times when being alone is more difficult. Certain movies are seen year after year at Christmas. One favorite that had a special resonance for many in December of 2020 was the movie that made Macaulay Culkin famous, Home Alone. The pandemic, in a way, has made us all like eight-year-old Kevins. We're eating bowls of ice cream while we watch TV and playing with toys inside our house. There's toilet paper and frozen food in our grocery shopping cart when we hesitantly ventured out. Our home is keeping us safe and is our refuge, but it also has become our island that we can't leave. For many of us, we literally were, for the first time, home alone last Christmas. New restrictions due to variants of the coronavirus emerging in the UK and increased cases November and December led to more lockdowns. Being locked down in your home is one thing. For others, like Daniela, she has been locked out of getting home. She has been forced to create a new existence for herself in a new place, the United States, a place she came to in order to go to school, and now a place she can't leave. In children's literature, movies, and television shows, Daniela says there are repeated examples of main characters overcoming being alone, abandoned, or left behind. In Home Alone, eight-year-old Kevin is forgotten in the rush of Christmas preparations. He has to fend off two burglars trying to break into the family home while he was there all by himself. The movie Nobody Knows is a fictional account based on the affair of the abandoned children in Japan. There's also these examples in children's literature. In a series of unfortunate events, a trio of children, Violet, Klaus, and Sonny Baudelaire, have to overcome a theatrical, scheming uncle who wants to take their family fortune. In the Pippi Longstocking series, a red-haired little girl with no mother and no father moves into her own home, where she lives with her monkey and a horse and a suitcase full of gold coins. Fortunately, she is the strongest girl in the world. Author Astrid Lindgren once said of her most famous creation, Pippi represents my own childish longing for a person who has power but does not abuse it. Daniela Contreras Perez Sosa says the reasons why we like these stories are simple. The helplessness of children is something that young readers always have a longing to express. And adults can understand that feeling of being powerless. Daniela says the pandemic and the intense loneliness felt by many, including writers, will lead to even more books for children about how that feeling of being powerless can be overcome. For Daniela, there is now even more resonance in her own life about the stories of children being left on their own. Those stories that she loves reading are all about getting off the island of solitude, finding your parents, or making your way out of the forests and wilderness and back into the place where other people are. But even adults who have power can't do that these days. Before the pandemic started, Daniela was already adrift and isolated. 
the closure of the Venezuelan embassies in 2019 due to political upheaval and instability stranded her in the U.S. without a passport. She came to the U.S. to go to school, leaving her family behind. But politics and a virus has kept her stuck on an island, separated from those she loves. For children, the powerless, they have to find a way to survive. For Daniela, she hopes that in writing her book and her doctoral dissertation, she can find her way back from her isolation. And we'll be right back. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. When she was finally found in 1853 and brought to Santa Barbara, California, that was the beginning of her ending. She died two months later after a lifetime of being on her own. Her name was the Lone Woman of San Nicolas, and she was the only person alive who spoke her language. Her life and her survival on an island by herself was the inspiration of the children's novel Island of the Blue Dolphins, written by Scott O'Dell. Children's book author and poet Megan E. Freeman read The Island of the Blue Dolphins in a mother-daughter book club with her then 12-year-old daughter. The main character in the book is about the same age as Megan's daughter and is left stranded on an island where she has to survive on her own after her people are killed or disappeared. 
The character, Karana, in the Island of the Blue Dolphins forms a relationship with nature around her, the sea, the animals, the fish. It is a terrifying world where she is completely alone. But then, slowly, over time, the natural world becomes the only companion she has. The girls in the club were really interested in the fact that she survived alone on this island. And they kept talking about the island. And it it occurred to me, I said, well, you know, the island was her home. It's not like, like if you or I, who, you know, we, these girls and, and we were living in suburban Colorado, if we were dropped on an island and asked to survive, it would be extremely challenging. For Megan, the idea took hold. And years later, she wrote a book based on that idea, which was published in January of this year. Alone tells the story of 12-year-old Maddie, who wakes up to find everyone in her town has disappeared, and she has to survive on her own. It's a survival story in the tradition of Home Alone, an island of the Blue Dolphins. Left alone, what does it take to survive? And what if you were on your own for a long, long time and could count on no one but yourself? Alone was written before the pandemic and conceived up years before the idea of isolation and loneliness became routine. To Megan Freeman, her book demonstrates an interesting difference between how survival is seen differently between adults and children. It was when she first noticed when her daughter and her friends were discussing what worried them about being on their own. And I think the answer is embedded in the thing that drove me to then write this book, right? Is that for me, the fascination was being alone for so long. Whereas for the girls, I think the fascination was in more the everyday survival. The need to figure out how to eat and where to sleep dominate the thoughts of children when they're abandoned or left on their own. The external dangers. Adults think in terms of being on their own and having to internalize their solitude and isolation. You know, this is an adventure survival story, but there's also a very strong theme of how do you survive alone? So while finding food and fuel are extremely critical to your physical health and your endurance and your resilience, being alone is a different kind of challenge. In the book that Megan Freeman wrote, Alone, The plot is the young girl, Maddie, realizes she's on her own and has been left behind. That first section is called Forsaken. The next part is Exploration. The third is Peril, and the fourth is Desolation, where Maddie's loneliness sets in and starts to take its toll. In my mind, there are sort of two stories here. I don't know if it's two stories, but there are are multiple layers of challenge that, that I threw at my main character. I think there's tension within the book that goes back and forth between those two things. The existential challenges of of loneliness and grief and missing the people with whom she is so closely identified and has lived so long. And then there's the immediate challenge of how am I going to survive this winter when there's no heat in this house? When children are abandoned in real life and in fiction, it speaks to the fears and vulnerabilities that everyone has of being left on their own and having to face struggles without the help of someone. Professor Nikki Martin, Program Head of Early Childhood Studies at the University of Guelph Humber, 
says what resonates about those books and movies when children are left on their own is the realization that their struggles, their being alone, have purpose. Children figuring out how to survive without the help of grown-ups provide an emotive experience for young readers. They transport uh, children into a place where they can imagine life differently and where it highlights this fear. So I have this great fear that I couldn't even express that I could be left alone. Like, I can imagine that I could be left alone, whether it was my parents were taken away or I was lost. You know, something happens and I can imagine that feeling and it really scares me. Once that feeling is established, a book or story can transport us to imagine then what we should do. And so it shows us that it is possible. And that does something really incredible inside of us. It helps us to calm down and quench those fears, but it also empowers us to recognize that we can achieve what we need to achieve, achieve greatness is what I want to say, achieve survival. By imagining how we can survive, what we have done is conquer our fears. And also, it provides us with a recognition that it can be done. You have this something special in you that you know you have. We all have it. And somebody sees it for the first time. And it opens up possibilities. And you all of a sudden didn't realize that you were this amazing person. But all children are. All children are that amazing people. And that's why that resonates. In Megan Freeman's children's book, Alone, the character Maddie ends up alone and by herself in a town where everyone else has gone for more than three years before she is rescued. It's a spoiler alert, but also not really. Children's books have to end with some outcome that shows the character overcoming their lone struggles. In The Island of the Blue Dolphins, the fictional character Karana is found and taken to the mainland. In the real version, that also happened. But the lone woman of San Nicolas dies within a couple of months of leaving her island. For the abandoned children in Japan, there is also an ending. Although whether it's happy or not depends on your perspective. The mother who left them on their own turned herself in after the surviving children were found by police. She later regained custody of two of her children. In the movie version of that event, Nobody Knows, there is no neat conclusion, but there is an ending that left some room for hope. The 12-year-old character Maddie in the children's book, Alone, undergoes initial panic at being left behind in the first section called Forsaken. Then when she realizes that she only has herself to depend on, she's forced to venture out and find ways to survive in sections called Exploration and Peril. After learning how to sustain herself is the next section, Desolation, the part of the book where her loneliness is almost overwhelming. The story of Maddie doesn't end with loneliness, says author Megan Freeman. But the last two sections are called Acceptance and Reconciliation. And I think that 
accepting being alone is a huge step towards not having loneliness be painful or something from which we suffer or even even something that we accept the premise of. after months and years of being on your own, whether as a child or an adult, can end with those alone finding out that they can endure much more than they believe so at the beginning. It makes the final part of the chapters worth reaching. And I think that the idea of the hermit or or the, the wise person at the top of the mountain, I think we assume that that person has has reached a level of acceptance that makes loneliness either less important or perhaps even obsolete. In Megan Freeman's fictional world, the 12-year-old Maddie gets older and realizes that the only possible explanation for the fact that her parents have not returned is that they are dead, gone forever. Once she gives up that hope, she is rewarded with a sense of peace and a sense of acceptance. She reads poetry and decides to make the most of her life where she is, that she's figured out how to survive. It's a lesson that in real life, Daniela Contreras Perez Sosa is learning as well. She reads children's books and writes and waits for the day when she can see her family again. Someday, she knows, embassies and consulates will reopen. Passports that expired will get renewed. And borders, once shut, will let in people again. How we frame things and the stories we attach to the lives of characters and our own life can create or alleviate our sense of loneliness. Those fictional portrayals of children taking on their own destiny matters to young readers, and there are things to learn whether you are 12 or 32 or 52 years old. It's the realization that you can be left on your own and be able to survive. We spend so much time hoping that others will see who we are. But when we are alone, we are forced to find it in ourselves, said Nikki Martin, the early childhood educator. There's something really key in that I didn't realize who I was and now somebody sees it and it's being encouraged in me and look at this magic and strength and power that I have and I can be part of the world I can impact the world in the way that is unique and special to me we have fears of being suddenly cast away on our own young readers love those books because the focus first is on survival and they are forced to learn how to make their own way in the world where they can only depend on themselves. That creates the strength they need to tackle loneliness. We read about children in books and in real life managing on their own, on an island or an anonymous apartment in a city. They are alone with the odds against them. We want to know what they have. And what they have is they figured out how to survive and live on their own. Their loneliness is just another thing to conquer. We may be alone, but we are alone together. Alone Together was directed by Callie O'Reilly. 
Music by Ian Lefevre and Ari Posner. Sound engineer is Jeff Devine. Our producers are Debbie O'Reilly and Guillermo Serrano. My name is Peg Fong. I'm the host and writer. Whether you're listening from an island or in an apartment in a city, please let us know what you think of our show. Review and rate this episode and follow us at Apostrophe Pod. This series is executive produced by Terry O'Reilly. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.